Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast today. It's the place where we explore the truth about the film and TV industry as well as theatre and we hear it directly from those who are smashing it in their areas. Um, Today our guest she really is smashing it. Um, she's one of the leads in the BBC and Netflix show Champion. Um, she's currently in America touring the play Queens of Sheba. She's been nominated for a MOBO and she's only really getting started. Um, I introduce to you guys Deja Bowens. What's going on? <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for your time today. I know you're doing back and forth between New York and LA right now. Um, so I'll I'll go straight in, right? Like basically, so much has been happening for you, like recently. Um, especially like starring in, you know, Champion, which is like an eight-part drama. Um, like, but I want to take it like way back. Well, maybe not that way back because probably only a few years but um, like uh where did you where did you train okay so I started off like training properly at the Lucian Mew Theatre um which is in Catford um and it's the main it's kind of like the main theatre in in Catford and yeah there was a company called Lucian Mew Theatre and it was for anyone that was living or being educated in the Lucian Borough, it was completely free. Um, and I used to just go there after school. Um, it was like very much devised work. Um, I'd be there in my summers. I'd be there after school. I'd be there just any time that they had something on that I was there. So that was actually my like starting of like creating um, my love for the theatre. Um, and yeah, that's where it all started. Not many people know that, but that's that's where it started for me. And I don't know um if maybe Danny who recently had would have told you but she actually went there as well so we're both um from there yeah so that's where it was started for me and I was there for years I think I was there from like the age of like maybe eight eight or or seven or something like that um all the way up until 13 um and then I went to the Brit school and that's where things Um, you start uh, start so what was what was that like at the Brit school then? Do you know what? <laughs> so you start the Brit in year te- in year ten. Um, oh, well, you can okay, you can start at two points. You can start at year ten, or you can start yeah. in college. So I was there for yeah. the whole four years. I was there from year ten, and I'm not gonna lie. Like year ten and year eleven for me, it was just a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just there for fun. Like it was just no uniform. You're allowed to leave the premises for lunch. It was just freedom. It was just like. This new experience. I'm surrounded by creatives. Everyone just seems to be having so much fun. So I was just there for fun. Um, and we still were obviously um, obliged to do our GCSE. So the amount of theatre that we did a week was a lot less than obviously when we move on to college now. Uh, I would have yeah. been um, turning 18 or whatever. And that's when mm. you do a lot more theatre. It was actually a lot, a lot more theatre. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is a joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's where that's where it started for me. So yeah, Brit for the first two years for me was like just lots of fun. Um, and then I'd say college is when it got a little bit more serious because uh, they actually opened up the auditions to 25 
25 more people um, externally. So there's 50 of us to start with, um, mm. depending on who wanted to come back or who got back in because we had to re-audition. They opened up the wow. places for um, people to come in. But those people are people that had finished their A-levels. Their parents probably wouldn't allow them to go to Brit school and they were on it. <laughs> and it shocked wow. us into being serious because we were like, oh, this isn't a joke anymore. Like, There's people that actually want to do this acting thing. We do too, but we've just been kind of like joking around and not taking it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when I snapped into it. And I was like, oh, this is this is serious. Like people want to go drama school after this. People want careers after this. Like I need to take this seriously. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of how Brit School, Brit School went for me. But Brit School's great. And it's such a community. And, you know, I've, I was there from 14, I'm now 26. And I still get called back to help with auditions and give talks and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. It really is a yeah, it's a family. So once you're in, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. So, like, um, so you finished Brit school now, mm-hmm. and you were talking about, you know, people want to go to drama school and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. After, what, 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 what did you do after Brit school? Because I know drama school is like, it's really expensive, but it's also super competitive as well. Do you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. what, yeah, what did you do after Brit? So after after Brit, I I didn't really understand the concept of drama school. Um, I didn't I didn't know what what it even meant or anything like that. I just knew that it was something that I had to do next because everyone else was auditioning for it. So obviously, I just go with the grain with the rest of my year group. I yeah. naturally did the same, but then I came into a bit of what felt like a brick wall, and that was money. Um, and I don't know what it's like now, but when I was auditioning for drama school, you have to pay to audition. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't in a financial position um, like the rest of my friends, where they could just pay for several um, uh, drama schools in one go. I could only afford like maybe one or two, um, mm. which I feel like set me back a bit because I kind of had less of a chance. So mm. it took four years for me to get into drama school, four years of auditioning because I was only ever able to audition for one or two at a time, and it was only when I took up. Um, yeah, like a part-time job, I was able to sort of like pay for more. Um, so yeah, I, in that time, I had, to, I really, really struggled like mentally because I've seen all my friends go to drama school. Most of them by this point had probably finished drama school and I'm still in a place of like, what is going on? Like, good God, you told me that I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> like you told me very clearly. And like this very strong sense of purpose and like my reality are not lining up. And I'm working in Aldi. I've worked in every single supermarket you can think of, by the way. <laughs> so I've worked in Sainsbury's, Aldi, uh, where else? Waitrose. Um, so I'm doing all these jobs. I'm, you know, kind of like on the side, also going to ID, um, identity, uh, which is obviously quite expensive as well. Um, just, I was, yeah, about four years of just like really deep deep depression and anxiety and just like feeling like worthless and just like feeling almost like I wanted to give up because I was like this is this is too much this is actually too much and obviously if it was meant to be for me I would I would be flying with the rest of my friends do you know what I mean they're off doing their thing a lot of them by this point I've got work and I'm having ladies shouting at me for ID you know for alcohol in, <laughs> in Aldi um working 40 hours a week I was working I was 18 working 40 hours a week at Audi it was it was rough it was really rough for me um 
And then it got to my fourth year and I told myself, I'm not doing it after this. I'm not doing any more auditioning for drama school. Um, so the third year that I auditioned, I was able to audition for Mountview. And um, I didn't get in, but I got to the last round. And Mountview have this policy or this thing. I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but when I was doing auditioning, um, they have this thing where if you get to the last round, they'll give you a free second round audition for the next year. So you get to go straight to second round um, for the next year. So that happened for me. And I I didn't even audition for drama schools in my fourth year. I was like, I'm just taking this one because it's free. I'm not even, I don't even care. Like, I was like, I don't even care. I'm just doing it because it's free. And like, why would I not do it? And that's the year that I got into drama school. Um, I didn't even, I think I just picked some random speech. Um, at the at the time, I think I'd worked with a, a director and actor at the time called Bolahan. And I was like, Bolahan, I mean, I don't really care, but can you just help me with the speech? Like, I really was had no care in the world. Um, and that was the year that I got in. So <laughs> that's how that's how I got into drama school four years later. <laughs> so yeah wow. yeah it was sorry that's 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 a movie in itself when you um i didn't realize right i think the first 10 seconds of when you were like oh i couldn't afford the auditions hmm. i was like oh okay cool hmm. maybe because i've because i've heard that before and stuff Mm. Um, I think was it Shaq B. Grant? He he, he mentions that like his like his. I've heard that before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not unique. Yeah. I didn't realize the magnitude of how serious that actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because simply out of that situation, you were almost. It seems like you were in limbo, or at least felt like you were in limbo mm-hmm. for four years. Which is like, I've never had it put into perspective what the obstacle is. You know, sometimes we say things yeah. and it's like, oh no, this is an obstacle. Oh, this is this is an issue and all that stuff. But they're not understanding the issue that it actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. Like the the class, there's a there's a massive classism issue in drama school as well, which we can get to, but. The financial thing is a it, like trying to start out into the industry. The financial thing is a big thing. Unless you obviously, there's loads of like lovely stories where people have been seen in places or gone to mm. random on a random audition and it just worked out wonderfully for them and like they it just flourishes for them for, for them from there. But if you're trying to go like a, in this kind of sort of linear way, it can be hard if you haven't got them if you haven't got the money. Um, and when I was, you know, in drama school, there was no such thing as open door. There was no such thing as uh, fee wavering. There was n- none of that was a thing. So if you didn't have it, you didn't have it. Um, and I didn't have it. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was like a treat if my dad gave me a bit of money towards a drama school audition. And I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of my family by this point were like, Deja. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like because at this point they're just seeing you for four years being depressed and just like feeling sad and trying to keep busy you're doing I'm doing I'm going on Mandy I'm really trying to I'm genuinely trying to keep busy I'm going on Mandy I'm going on um backstage all these things for like all these little little bits and I am doing it and um 
it's just hard. You know, you're, tra- you're traveling, you're, you're, spe- you're spending your own money at sometimes to go to these places, um, to be an extra in something, just to keep yourself in the door. You know what I mean? But it's not quite what you know you're meant to be doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was a hard four years, you know, but um, yeah, I feel like my faith in, in God is sort of what, what kept me grounded and the, a lot of love from my fa- from my church community. Like I didn't ever ask for money, but people used to be like, Deja, here, take this 20. Here, take this 10. Here, take this. And just, it kept me afloat for the four years that I was working and trying to keep in drama school and do all these things. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a hard one, but it, we got there <laughs> in the end. Wow. So do yeah. you know what? Um, yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know if the word, the phrase is lost for words, but that is, uh, I just wasn't expecting that hard. You know, everyone's grafted a bit in it, mm-hmm. but that's like, nah, yeah. four years of not feeling like you're worth it. But then you've got this deep conviction. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a huge conflict. That is so, you know, well done for sticking through um, and being faithful in that regard. Um, So fortunately, you've gone to Mount View, right? Um, Hopefully it's been a great experience. Um, What what did you learn from going going there that helped your craft? Drama school taught me patience, is is what drama school taught me. And it also helped me in the last year. Hmm to find myself a bit more because I, you, you start drama school. I don't know if Mount is a little bit different to sort of, you know, other drama schools, but like it's every type of person is in drama school, especially when you go to somewhere that offers uh, something called a Dada. It's a dance and drama award uh, where they assess your, your uh, family house's income and they will kind of like give you a bursary on that, uh, on that, basis so I got in only because I was uh I was given a full dada if I didn't get a dada I wouldn't even then I wouldn't have gone to Mount View even if I got in and there's a lot of people that had to turn down their places because they weren't legible for a dada and it was the fees were too expensive so even still you get in and you're still faced with money issues um so you've got people that are not on a data and their families are paying for their drama school experience. You've got people that are on a full data that are relying solely on the data to get in. There's people on a half data that like they can pay half and then the government or whoever it is that pays it, I pay. So every type of person is in, is in drama school. Every people come from all over the world to come study at drama school and wow. everyone wants the same thing. <laughs> and it's, it can be very competitive at times. Um, but it taught me patience. I mean, my first, I would say, again, money was a big thing for me still. Um, and I even on a full dada, you know, I still had to contribute to living at home and I still had to eat. I still had to pay my bills. I still had to do whatever I had to do. So when a lot of my friends who whose families were paying for their them to stay in the flat or wherever they, wherever they were staying, I was working three jobs whilst going to drama school. And I had, a very, I had a very bad first year at drama school because I was so tired because I was just working. Like I come in at 3 a.m. from doing, because I was a hairdresser, from doing hair. And then I'd have to be back at drama school for 9 a.m. But I'd be so groggy and just miserable that like 
I didn't I didn't form great relationships at the beginning of my schooling because um, I came across as very like I think not nice maybe <laughs> but it's moody. not because I was moody. nice I was moody I was but I was very tired yeah, um, straight. Uh, and it started it, it started to just get on top of me and that's when um, yeah I'd say that I say first and second year wasn't great um, and then COVID hits. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and um and then I'm spending I'm spending my classes like how me and you're talking right now like on zoom um and I I genuinely thought drum school can get couldn't get any worse but that is probably the way like you're doing stage combat on zoom how do you even do stage combat on zoom it's wow. about, so someone's like all right you ready let's do the slap <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, wait, no, wait, did you, did you turn your head your connection, your connection, do it again. <laughs> and I wish I was joking, but that was just, that was literally how we were, how we were doing our classes. And it was just, it was awful. And I just, you know, I was living um, at the, at this point with my dad. So two of them, my stepmom, my dad were teachers. So they were in their own bedrooms doing their teaching. My little sister's still got to do Zoom school. So we're, I'm confined to my bedroom. Where I, where I sleep is where I work, where I work is where I sleep. And it was too much. Um, and I just hated it. And I was like, what? I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? Like, what are you trying to teach me here? Um, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, but thankfully, by third year, we were able to get back into the room um, and do our third year plays. So, uh I was really blessed to be able to do all my third year shows. I wasn't, uh, we wasn't able to do the showcase that was cancelled, but the mm-hmm. um, the third year shows were able to go ahead. No, no audience members were allowed though, um, so they were all uh, recorded for us to, you know, send around. Um, so I was able, so I did my third year play, which was Beneath mm-hmm. Place, and I played the role of Beneath Um And in some ways, the digital Is that, was that a lead then. Yeah, that was a lead. That was a lead, which was re- which was great for me. Um, and it, I thought it was sort of a disadvantage not having to be able, not being able to invite agents. But it actually was an advantage because if you're able to record something and just set, compress it into a link, you can send it around to like a hundred times more agents than you would ever have been able to send it around. Uh, so most agents don't go to third year shows. They go to showcases, but they won't go to third year shows. And I didn't have a showcase. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was still sort of in this like, where is me sort of situation. I was like, I hate this. I hate my life. This is not fair. I didn't go for all of this, for, for this to be my thing. And then one of my good friends, Shabazz, was like, what are you talking about? You just got the lead in Beneva's place. You are Beneva. You are the title role. Go and send some emails. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. So I took the link, <clears throat> I wrote a draft, and I sent 600 emails. 600. Yeah, over the course of three days. I wrote 600 e- e- emails over the course of three days. Um, and I got about 20 offers. So thanks, Shabazz. <laughs> <laughs> If I never said it before, thanks. 
He just like, he just put it into perspective. Like, are you crazy? You've just been given this up. Go and send some emails. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to send some emails. I'm going to send some emails. And I was just like, something in me was just like, I was up till 3 a.m. like every day, just sending these emails, not knowing. Everyone was like, don't send it to multiple agents from the same agency because they talk. And I was like, I don't care, man. I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm about to leave drama school, like, I'm, and I'm with nothing. I need to send this. And I just sent it. I just sent it to everyone that I could, whose email I could get a hold of. And I got loads of no's because I'm at twi- like 20 emails out of 600. So the rest were no's. <laughs> but the yeses were good yeses. You know what I mean? Some really good agencies were, were in the mix and wanted to meet up or wanted to uh, give me an offer. And it was fantastic. I was like, whoa, like, whoa, like crazy. Um, and yeah, and I and and that's how I got my agent and I left, I left drama school signed, which is really, really a blessing because again, a lot of people are sending agents to emails and there were emails to agents and they were saying, sorry, we got to look after the clients that we already got and they haven't been working, so we can't really take on any more. We can't really take on any more graduates and da-da-da-da-da. So it really, really was, like, a blessing to be able to to do that. Wow. After all that, four years. And then, wait, so how many years was Mountain View? Three. So seven years. Seven years. (laughs) <laughs> and then Shabazz comes and Shabazz gives you the comes up, me up the bum. <laughs> wow. No, do you know what? I'm so inspired by your by, by your work ethic in those three days. That's very interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 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 So you've you've um you've you've finished uh, Mount View. You've got mm-hmm. your agent now. Mm-hmm. Like what sort of jobs were you getting? And also, also, so what year was this? Okay, so I finished drum school 2021. Mm-hmm. I would have cool, just, cool. yeah, so 2021 I would have just, I would have finished. Um, cool. And yeah, the, the 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 auditions were flying in. They were flying in, they were flying in, they were flying in, they were flying in, like so many, so many, so many, so many. Really? Um, yeah, really, it was crazy. Like I had so many. Um and everyone used to be like, are you taping? Because I'm not really taping. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm always taping. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, that's all I That's all I do. <laughs> so I'm taping, I'm taping. At this point, I, uh, during my course of um, studying, I moved around a lot in terms of homes. So at this point now, I'm living with my grandmother, um, who has been diagnosed with dementia. Um, so it's really, really hard for me um living with living with her because it's just I think COVID sort of might have accelerated it being indoors being cooped up she's a very active woman she used to go like seniors aerobics at church she used to bake she used to like go to Lucian High Street on her own accord you know what I mean so she's very independent and then that being snatched away from her I think didn't really help the situation so she's declining and I'm living with her and um it just got really hard for me so um Mount View have this like sort of job bulletin, um, not necessarily always acting work. It can just be jobs that actors can take on and drop at when they need to, if they need to take on. Is that like waitressing and stuff like that or no? Not, not, oh, okay. So I yeah. saw one, uh, an au pair. Um, I've never looked after children in my life at this point, by the way. 
but I saw that they were offering a room. I saw they were offering money and I said, I'm going for this. <laughs> so I went for it because I was like, I need somewhere to stay. And, you know, it's getting a bit too hard to be here. I need, I need a more senior member of my family to come in uh, for my grandma. Yeah, straight. Yeah. Um, so I got it. I don't know how. I literally, and I told him straight, I didn't lie. I said, I have never looked after children before. I'm just letting you know. So, um, so the lady who, um, who, who offered me the job, she was pregnant at the time. She had a seven-year-old and she had a three-year-old and that's who I was going to be looking after while she was sort of like, and I was a nanny for like nine months. Um, and even then I was working three jobs. So I was when I was at drum school, I was also, so when I was at drum school, I was an estate agent on a Saturday. I was hairdressing and I was working at Waitrose, so three jobs. And then when I became a nanny, I was a nanny. I was an, an estate agent and I was still doing hair, so still three jobs. So in the day when the kids were at school, I'd do my estate agent thing. And then if anyone wanted their hair done at the weekend, I'd do their hair at the weekend because I didn't work on the weekends. Um, and then I'd take the kids to school I'd bring them home, I'd cook, I'd clean, I'd make sure they were put into bed and all that kind of stuff. And then she gave birth and I was looking after three children. <laughs> um, but all the while I was still working my free jobs and auditioning. So I was still doing what I had to do. And that was about nine months. Um, and I also was nowhere near, well, not nowhere near home, but I was, not no, I was no longer living in South London. That's where I'm from. I was living in Northwest London for this nannying gig. So I wasn't seeing my family as much as I usually do because my family in South London, we literally live like five minutes within, yeah, distance. So, but I'm just determined. Like I just, again, this strong sense of purpose is always what has been driving me throughout this whole journey. It's just, I know. So even when the little kid <laughs> used to drive me insane, I used to walk, I used to walk in school. I'm like, this ain't for long. This ain't for long. Come on, Christopher. This ain't for long. <laughs> this ain't for long. This ain't for long. Trudging my way to school. Like, this ain't for long. This ain't for long. <laughs> um, and then one day, uh, I get I get a job. Uh, and my first job was at the Donmar Warehouse um, doing Mary Seacole, Mary's Seacole. Um, and that would have been 2022. And we done, we did that. Well, the rehearsal started in March, started in April. Uh, and I think we finished around June. We, unfortunately, we lost our last week uh, due to COVID, but we had a great run of what we did. All the while, <laughs> whilst I was on Mary's, I'm auditioning for Champion. And that's wow. how. Um, so that's how the story intertwines. <laughs> wow. So, how long was that process for you? The, the, um, the auditions, yeah, 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 for Champion. So, um, rewind back to Nannian. Um, yeah. I, I auditioned for Champion the previous year, uh, mm -hmm. but that was no. So I actually got, I auditioned for Vito already and I was told no. Um, and so that was that, like there was no, not really any feedback, just it was, she, was, she had a great read, but it just didn't go her way. So cool, left it there. And the following year, the year that I got Mary's, um, <clears throat> I was just like, I'm on this like group chat uh, for actors um, of, of ethnic minorities. I'm just chilling like one day. And then like, I see 
this like flyer for a role. And I was like, it didn't give the description of the name of the character or anything like that. But I was like, I know I definitely auditioned for this before. I, I auditioned for her and I, I went back to my emails and I was like, yeah, this is the same role. But what I'd seen was the casting director had changed and it's now an open casting. So it's not just going through uh, agents anymore. It's an open casting. And when I first read that script, I felt a real conviction. Like I was like, I even called my best friend Dion. I was like, I'm reading this thing, yeah? And everything that's happened to this girl has happened to me. She's even the same age, Diona, and she lives in South London. Bro, this has to be mine. So when I did get the no, I was devastated, like, because I had this strong, like, feeling that like I was going to get this. And when I didn't, I was like, well, okay, maybe my discernment is a little bit off. <laughs> Just a little wow. bit <laughs> off. Um, and then, yeah, so fast forward, get, get this um, sort of flyer come through, and I'm like, Oh, like, should I make me go through it again? So I messaged my agent. I'm like, can we go through this again? Do you think Do you think I, I could do that? She was like, do it, of course. So she was like, give me a second. She she does a little agent thingy, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Making the magic happen. And then um, she comes back to me with the sides. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. So first round was a tape. Um, this is all while being on uh, uh, Mary Seacole, by the way. Doing the tape, and then, like, a few days, we'd love Deja to come in for um, a recall. I was like, oh. oh wow. <laughs> um, so I had to leave Mary's uh, rehearsals early, because I'm still in rehearsals by this point. Left early, and um, I'm carrying a suitcase, um, because after Mary's uh, rehearsals, I was off to do someone's hair, because I'm still working... I stay working. I stay working. I come to the audition with a suitcase. And Candice, the writer, who I met her for the first time, goes, what's in that suitcase? I was like, oh, um, I'm a hairdresser, so I'm going to be doing hairdressing after my rehearsals today. She was like, oh, I like that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I see, I see the um, audition. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I get another recall. And they're like, um, we'd love Deja to come in for a chem read with Malcolm, who uh, plays Bosco. And um, I'm not gonna lie, I fangled so hard. I was like, Malcolm, ain't he Renault from Top Boy Blood? Diona, Diona, I am doing an audition with Renault from Top Boy fam. She was like, no way. I was like, yes way. <laughs> Go to the audition. I got to do, I think I got to do two more songs and uh, I can read with him and, and then two more scenes by myself. Um, but I, th but I, think, I think by this point, most of the cast had been cast. I think I was one of the last people to be cast, um, but they really, I think they struggled cast, casting Vita because they just wanted it to be right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was, a, it was a, I think it was a very hard decision for them to make because I'm more or less coming towards the end of Mary's now, like mm -hmm. in the middle of the run of Mary's. So you can tell that like, it was very hard for them to decide, which is why it was like, they were, gonna, they were gonna ask me to come in for a fourth round, but my agent was like, she's in tech. <laughs> so like anymore. Um, so um, yeah, they, it was between me and someone else. I don't know who that was, obviously. Um, and yeah, it, my agent calls me one day, um, 
whilst I'm with the baby. So I'm still every night. I'm still. So by the way, I'm still living in the nannying house. I'm just paying them rent now. Because <laughs> I was like, if I go back to South, I went, there's no tubes. So I need someone that can get into London quickly. So they were like, yeah, just stay here. Just pay us rent. So now I'm living there, but I'm giving them the money. <laughs> I ain't earning the money, I'm the money. Yeah. Every now and then I do still like look after the baby or whatever because you know yeah, yeah, yeah. now at this point they're just like a proper part of me. Um yeah. I'm with the baby and she was like, How would you like to um my agent calls me like how would you like to I don't know lead a Netflix show? I was like, No, 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 you're lying. You're lying, you're lying. I screamed, woke the baby up. <laughs> and um yeah, like I got the role that way um and literally as soon as I finished Mary's I was straight into singing rehearsals with, with my voice coach it like it was the quickest turnaround ever so I finished Mary's straight into um rehearsals with with the voice coach got all the songs that I would be doing and we were just on it from from the from that day the work the work never stopped the work literally never stopped so it was it's, it's, it's been a, it's like a roller coaster of a journey. <laughs> wow, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um, yeah, your seven eight years. That's it's not easy. You. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's not. That is, yeah, that's well done, man. Well done. Well done. Well done. You deserve it. Um. So, right, so, because funnily enough, I was catching up with Malcolm the other day, right, mm. and um, I was telling him, like, I didn't realise, like, the magnitude of Champion until I watched it, mm. because mm. it's like, hold on, it's, I, I was expecting maybe like a four-part yeah. series, right, but it's eight parts, and then you guys flew to Jamaica, Yes. Or at least that it was definitely another country. You know when it's like, oh, this is and it's not just like for a scene or two and then you do the funeral and you come. I was like, mm-hmm. hold on, they're in a they there's like one or two full episodes yeah. abroad. I was like, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It was they really invested in the show. So it's for me, I'm not, so I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, I did. I wasn't expecting that. All right, cool. But then the the show's so emotionally driven in terms of like the intensity of like relationships and like the friend groups and one day your friends, one day you like mm-hmm. you and Ray Black are hitting each other and mm-hmm. then your brother's got like PTSD, but then you're trying to be his friend and then he doesn't like you so then you're like whatever but then you're like it's like there's a lot going on right in every episode, every episode. i just wanted to know right mm. like because everyone wants to be a lead in it mm. but what was that actually like because i feel like sometimes like people don't unless you do it people don't understand the magnitude of what that might mean mm. um so yeah I loved being the role of VR, like, absolutely. But it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Really? The hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Because it's not just, it's not just, like, straight acting. If you're not 
like I was always on the go. So but like if if you weren't um on set, then you're in the studio. And if you're not in the studio, you're getting your hair designed. If your hair's not getting designed, then you're getting your hair done. If your hair's not getting done, then you're in a rehearsal for another number. If you're not in a rehearsal for another number, then you're in um vocal coaching with your vocal coach. Like there's no days off. There's no days off. And you're in that chair every day at 5.30 and you're leaving every single day at the end of the day. Like there's, there's no breaks. <laughs> there's no breaks. Really? It's so hard. So you said studio as in recording music studio. Yeah, yeah. We sing all the, we sing all of the music. So I, I sing all of my songs. Ray sings all of her songs. Malcolm's doing all of his songs. Same, same as Corey, same as uh, uh Kieran, who plays uh, Rusty, Every, anyone who anyone that opens their mouth to sing or rap, it's coming from them. There's no dubbing, there's no syncing. So all, all our vocals are are our own. Um, so, How? so you can actually sing. I mean, I because say, you can actually yeah. sing. I wouldn't would say I'm a singer, but I, I, if it requires it, I'll sing. <laughs> you know what, right? Do you know what? So when I saw your um. When I saw you doing all 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 of Vita's songs, right? Yeah. Because is they've got such a Ray Black cadence. Mm. Like my girl, that just sounds like a song Ray Black would write. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very unique and very real and soulful yeah. and all of that stuff. So then, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, ah, Ray Black singing, but she's making it sound. Okay. Like yeah. you a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can tell when it's someone else's voice. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. But you actually sang. Yeah, I sang, sang every single song. Every single one that, that I do in the show, I sing it. Yeah. And like music is not a thing that you do as well as act. No. No, I don't think. Not so often. then when you're with your vocal coach, you're really training to to sing better than yeah. what you can naturally. Yes, yes. That that was probably the uh, the hardest part for me because, like, I've always sang as I've uh, I said this before. I've always sang as a part of like a choir or, you know, at church. I'm on the worship team, but that's like a group. But like, being a solo artist is something completely different, and you're very exposed, especially when you're on set with like the lighting crew. You're on set with the, the like everyone, the execs, the the everyone everyone's on set the directors everyone and whoever's in your scene you got to sing in front of them and it's very very nerve-wracking because I don't do that by myself so um, you're singing live so, yeah, yeah so a lot of the um I don't, not for the not for the soundtrack but in yeah, the show yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the recordings are a mixture of live and uh pre-recorded so there's a mixture oh, in there man. yeah so some of the stuff are, are they've used taken some of our live recordings and and put it in there as well so it's very exposing <laughs> i think the only time i didn't do it is for the finale <clears throat> because there was so much dancing and they were like don't bother just just lip sync or whatever but even yeah, then yeah. i started a little bit live just to get like the uh because they really wanted to make the sound design is really amazing and they really wanted mm -hmm. to get the breaths in there like the the so the authenticity of the breath. So like they were like, still do yeah, it like yeah. we can know where you were breathing, you know, get that sort of like breathiness because obviously you'd be dancing and stuff. So yeah, they put a mixture. So it's a mixture of live and a mixture of uh, pre-recorded in there. 
Um, so yeah, it was really hard for me. But you know, Josh is amazing, and he's my uh, Josh Alamu is my my vocal coach, and he's yeah. like he's a vocal coach for some amazing people like Ray, um, Ray Black. Oh, you know, is it? He's vocal coach for all those people. So <clears throat> he's he's a goat. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know, this is amazing, man. Do you know yeah. what? No, even more kudos to you, man, because. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, they would have sorted that out in post or it's someone else. Like, that is a lot. That's a lot. lot, Um, And obviously, your hair is going to take longer than Malcolm's, isn't it? So that Mm -hmm. is... (laughs) That's a lot, man. Well well done. Well done. Um, What what advice would you give to someone, right? Um, I think I asked Malcolm this as well, but I think it's very... I think it's very important for for both of you because it's like you guys have landed lead roles mm-hmm. on a show at a particular age mm. and it's yeah. like it's kind of unheard of like this doesn't happen every day do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. it's like everyone would want to play a lead but what advice would you give to someone that's like oh I wanted to play VR um for yeah any yeah okay so i'd say trust in your journey number one and trust that what is for you is meant to be for you because vita came right back to me do you know what i mean uh when i thought it was gone and if your first role is a supporting role or your first role is like maybe number i don't know 50 on a call sheet use that because I will take skills away um, as being a, as as having my first job as a lead but I never really got to I never got remember it's my first job period it's my first uh, TV job period I've never had a TV job before this is my date so I'm having to I don't, I'm, and all my training comes from theatre so all of this re- repetition business being on set for long hours like I hated that I was like why why am I saying this line again I'm done I'm done with the scene <laughs> I am done with the scene can we go <laughs> there's no there's no we can go like you still got to do all your setups all your however and however many people are in the 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 scene with you their setups then a wide then an aerial then a, do you know what I mean all these setups and then you got and then in between those setups are takes so you got to keep doing takes and you're, you can be doing the same scene for a whole day um, and that took a lot for me to get used to because I'm not used to that. Me, I'm a live theatre performer. So if I mess up, you either make it work or you pray tomorrow for a better day. That's it. Not all this repetition business. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's 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 a lot that I had to take away. There's a lot of patience that I had to learn. I had to, you know, the stamina. I didn't have I didn't have that. I didn't have a lot of stamina because I'm not used to that. You know, that sort of skill set. Um, so like if that is your first role and your first role isn't a lead, use that to help you for when your lead does come, because you'll be probably in a much better position than me where I was shocked into my role. I had to just learn on the go. I had to just go take, just roll with it, roll with the punches. I had to take a lot of lessons from the people that I was on set with. Obviously I got some amazing people like, come on, the Dean Marshall, Joe Martin, Carl Collin, Ray Fearon. I got legends. I got veterans to work with. You're not always going to get veterans. You might. You're not always going to get that. So, luckily, I was able to just like 
really just take everything from them and they willingly gave it do you know what I mean um so I was in uh, that's why I was in a, an amazing position because as much as I was rolling with the punches and it was really hard for me I had a, an amazing supporting cast around me to help me and elevate me and they were so supportive of me as well like they really wanted the best for me um so yeah I, that's what I'd say I'd say trust in whatever is coming your way um and take every role as a blessing being able to work in this industry is a blessing it's not it's really not a right it's not a it's not it's a privilege to be able to work in this industry um so i take every role that i get as a blessing every single role as a blessing if if my first role was flipping tree number 1 i'll thank the lord for it same way <laughs> you know what i'm saying um and and that's just the way it goes so yeah i, I just accept your journey for what it is i've accepted my journey i love my journey at the time it was horrible i hated it but looking back being able to look back and talk to you about my struggles that really were real struggles for me i love that i love that i can say oh i've come this far and here i am do you know what i mean so that's what i would say trust and believe in your journey and be relentless as well don't let anyone tell you no all this plan b business i was like this let me tell you what my plan b is to make plan a work that's what I used to tell my mum. Plan B is to make plan A work. That's the only plan. <laughs> and that's 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 what I used to to drive me all the time. So yeah, that's my advice. My small, small advice. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is such a great way to round up as well, man. Like Deja, I am inspired. Thank you for your time. This is like even just finding out more about your journey, it mm. it 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 makes us, you know, I think appreciate and even support you more because it like, yeah, that that yeah. that beginning part, yeah, that's difficult. That's yeah. difficult. So well done, man. Oh, that girl, she just come out of drama school and got a role. I'm like, nah, it was seven years, darling. <laughs> it was seven long years. 